Hello and welcome to the Teacher's Cubby podcast featuring author Miranda Mathis. This week we have Wendy Bourne, an art teacher from New Jersey. Hi Wendy, we are glad you accepted our invitation to be part of M Squared Books Teacher's Cubby podcast. Before we begin, let's introduce Miranda Mathis, who has started this podcast for teachers. Hi, Miranda. Hi. Hi, Wendy. I'm so happy you are my guest. I can't wait to dive right in and and talk to you about your experience, uh, have you explain who you are. So I'm ready. Great. Let's get started. I'm going to turn this over to Miranda and return with one question to close us out. (laughs) thank you for the invitation i've listened to a lot of podcasts but i've never been on one perfect all right before we begin um here's a message for our m squared books podcast listeners m squared books teachers cubby podcast is to allow teachers educators and other professionals to share their professional experiences with our audience with hopes it may enlighten and inspire others to apply some of the suggestions and tips shared through this podcast. It is all about providing information and available resources. So let's get started. Hi, Wendy, again. Can you briefly tell us, um, first of all, tell us your name again and briefly tell us about yourself. Uh, My name is Wendy Bourne. I teach sixth grade art at Edison Middle School in West Orange, New Jersey. I've been there for five years. Uh, I've taught at a variety of schools, public and private, kindergarten through 12th grade, urban and rural. um, And I have a previous career as uh, an illustrator. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, let's start from the very beginning. What inspired you to become a teacher? I was working full-time as a freelance illustrator, uh, children's books, fashion, anything I could get my hands on. And I had a very good friend who taught art for over 20 years, and she invited me to teach art um, at the YMCA. They had a branch um, called the Children's Cultural Center, and I discovered that I liked it, and I went back to school to get my um, teaching degree. Wonderful. Are you affiliated with any organizations, programs, outreach programs? I'm with uh, Art Educators of New Jersey. They're a really great group. They do an annual conference um, in Long Branch every October. And last year, I was the first time to present. I presented about um, color wheels in, um, uh, in, in middle school. Um, artsednewjersey.org is a good um, advocacy um, group. Uh, and then other local, local places like um, Studio Montclair or West Orange Arts Council. Wonderful, wonderful, okay. Now, do you have a certain teacher style or a way to connect with students and get them interested in art? I generally try to keep instruction at the start of class very brief because my thought process is always, how can I put the students to work sooner rather than later? Because that's mm-hmm. why we're there. It's a hands-on art um, It's a hands-on art class. 
Okay. All right. Do you, do you find that most of your students are interested in art or have some difficulty? I know I probably could draw with your help, <laughs> but when I look at some of the videos and someone is drawing a line that connects to another line and it comes out to be this beautiful picture, I'm like, I sit there and I go, I could do that. But then I try it and it's just, it doesn't look the same. <laughs> Scribble, scrabble. So is there a way to, that you teach? Yes, I really try to think of those students in particular who will come right out and say, you know, Ms. Borna, I can't draw. And I'll say, well, you are in the right place. And then um, a lot of scaffolding. Um, I can, prov I provide uh, like, Pages, for example, where we're drawing the figure head to toe and drawing a figure, the proportions are about seven heads high. So there's like a step-by-step -step process that I'll walk kids through um, prior to setting them free to do all their, their details. Um, I like to set the tone. Um, my classroom motto is choose kind words and actions. So I'll start class with literally like a 60-second uh, Google slide that says kindness counts, and it'll be all about um, tenacity, perseverance, collaboration, cooperation, kind words for, for yourself. And it'll be like a short little video. Um, you know, a lot of times it's got animals or people and animals, but it helps set the tone. And we talk about um, growth mindset. And I'll say things like, I wish someone had told me what growth mindset was in, in sixth grade. Um, and also, also it very much helps to, if I can, partner kids up with another kid to support each other. Or if I'm doing a demonstration, set up a really big easel in the front of the classroom and, and um, a student will do the demonstration along with me. Um, and that way, when it's peer to peer and kids are showing each other, you can, you know, it's not always like so teacher directed. Oh, nice, nice. And you know what, doing it with your teacher, you you are that example. So when they sit down and do it with their classmate, they take some of the instruction and the way you dealt with them and how you taught them how to, to work together. Then they take that and sit down with those same principles and they apply it to each student. So you are, I always say, you're, 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 you're in the front. So they're watching you, all eyes are on you. Um, so tell me, how do you connect to that student that may be having some difficulty? Um, you know, is there a way that, is it one-on-one? -on -one? Do you single them out? Because I know some kids don't want to be singled out, they're shy. So tell me, how do you, how do you address that? So what I found, if, if, if I'm doing everything I can think of to support the kid that struggles, in any way, it's going to support everybody. And that includes all the modifications for an IEP. Um, so I use my YouTube channel more as a resource for myself, and hopefully it's helpful to other teachers as well. So like, for example, uh, I did a new project this year, jelly plate print making. And there's a lot of steps because it's printmaking and there's a lot of supplies. So uh, one way to support kids who struggle is I'm demonstrating, but then there's a, a looping video on the smart board as we go. And it's like doubling what the steps are and those steps stay up. 
um, as, as much as possible, breaking things down. They call it like chunking the information, you know, um, limiting, like don't tell somebody 10 steps, you know, or, or say a lot of times I, I like will appeal to them and say things like a lot. Sometimes people say um, you shouldn't teach sixth graders multi-step um you know, projects, but if that, if I didn't do that, we would never do jelly plate printing. So it's sort of like, I believe in you. I never sit down. I'm circulating, circulating, redirecting, encouraging, you know, reteaching as needed. But for the most part, if it's a good lesson and there's this nice sweet spot between I can do that, but there's also a challenge and there's like a wow factor for the outcome, then you're going to pull in 99% 99% of the kids most of the time. Oh, wonderful. How do you connect to the parents when parents are come in, they visit? How do you connect with them? I think the most important thing is to send a positive message. Don't don't send a message saying so-and-so did X, Y, Z. Don't let that be your first communication, <laughs> meaning negative. You know, they threw a pencil and they interrupted instructions, et cetera. It's like, no. So that's something I talk about with students, that there's consequences that are also positive. So when we work together to clean up, you know, or if things go well, we can have a your choice day where you get to play an art game or paint or something like that. So connecting with parents, uh, my Instagram, we, we have a honors assembly um, a number of times a, a year. And each of the students, I mean, each of the teachers get to present a, like a, an award. Um, so share my Instagram, um, you know, have a, have a QR code for, for people to, to scan parent emails out of um, PowerSchool so I can send home a picture of maybe the whole class holding up their sketchbook covers where they just finished a design. So, you know, easier said than done. And occasionally, a, like good news home, a good news email home, especially for kids who struggle because a lot of times parents aren't getting good news. So they'll say, wow, you made my day. Oh, that's great. That's great. And I like that. <laughs> We're all often hearing bad news or something that's negative. But when you hear positive about your child, you, you light up, you, you get happy, you get excited, especially when he's coming home or she's coming home and she's feeling, oh, my God, it was a rough day. But then the phone rings and it's like, you know what? She may have had a rough day, but she did well. It was a challenge, but she was successful. And, and it's because of you, mom, sending her to school. Don't letting her say, I don't want to go to school today because I know it's going to be a challenge. But putting her out there, getting them involved. I keep saying her and and him, but it's all the children, just getting them involved and letting them see that art is a good thing. I mean, if you walk around and look outside, that's all art, you know, and it should be appreciated when we do things to save our planet and preserve our, you know, our planet. It's just, everything is a work of art. So I... (laughs) I know it can be sometimes difficult to speak to parents, but I've always said, if you begin with a kind word, just like you teach your kids, if you begin with a kind word, even about someone's child, that breaks a lot of boundaries and and it's it's a great impact. So I, I definitely uh, like what you said. What can you say to a parent that helped their kids prepare 
book school or or test or exam or even an assembly? Mm, uh, well, number one, be, teaching is challenging, but uh, parenting is the most difficult job. So I'd like to acknowledge that. Starting with the like little, little kids, don't forget uh, numeracy. Like there's a lot of emphasis on literacy and there should be. But um, conversations about math as you uh, go shopping, a great way to prepare um, kids. Um, literally, specifically, I'm not quite sure how to answer that question. You know, well, you know, all the obvious things. Well, well rested. Cereal in the morning, <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, our, our, our school has a has a breakfast. We offer breakfast. So, you know, then get them there early enough to have that breakfast, you know, or, you know, a lot of kids are on the bus. So that's another thing that we offer. Excellent. Excellent. I know my morning coffee is important. So if it's important to me to have my morning coffee, I'm sure the child wants something in the morning, whether it's a muffin, a uh, some cereal, whatever. So we tend to say, go, go, just get out of here and go to school. But you want things as a parent. You want things as an adult. We have to consider what does the child want? What do they need? And provide those things because that makes it a better day for teachers <laughs> when the child has what they need. And um, yeah, easier said than done. Something like after a week off or winter break, everybody's schedules are going to be off. So, you know, send them to bed at the regular time and get up, you know, the day before school actually starts. I'm sure that's easier said than done. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we just muddle through. We're tired. We'll muddle through that that week or the, the Tuesday after a three-day weekend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good suggestion because it gets them back into their routine of knowing they got to get up in a, in a day or so you're going to have to get up at this time. So let's start it today. <laughs> and I'm sure it's, you're right. I'm sure it's not easy, but it's a great suggestion. I want to talk about you specifically. I know you mentioned Instagram. You mentioned YouTube. Let's talk about your social media network. Um, if you could tell us what what networks you're on so that parents, they can see you, they can see your work and see that you do have someone experience and know what she's doing and just come, just come and check out my channel. So where can they find you? Yeah, sure. Um, w for my first name, Wendy Born, W Born Art is the school Instagram. And I literally post there at least twice a week. So you can see exactly what's happening um, if kids are drawing faces in proportion or pulling uh, jelly plate prints working working in pairs or drawing um, a color wheel or just any anything that's happening as as I go I'm, I'm posting those things uh, my own personal Instagram is uh, Wendy a born A's for my middle middle name Anne and there you can see the kind of work and you know, that I do personally, I'm trying to get back into showing in galleries and, and things like that. And like I said, the, the, the YouTube is more about, I just use it for instructional videos, but you know, you can go on there and see, I sometimes will post very short things, right? I'm starting to make uh, like literally uh, more, more shorts. So like in 30 seconds, you could see a, a quick series of examples of literally what children are doing. 
Wonderful, wonderful. So they can go there to get an idea what their child is doing throughout the day. Um, Also, they can maybe practice some of those things that you have with them um, or have the kid practice. Uh, That's a way of getting improving their skills. So I I like that. Are you a part part of any organizations? Yeah, Art Educators of New Jersey. There's a national organization, National Association of, messing up their name, NAEA, Teachers Pay Teachers, that's new. There's something local that's quite wonderful. It's called One River School of Art and Design. Um, And they're a branch, they're they're um, like a chain. And so at my school, the schedule is quarterly. So students only have 22 total days of art for over uh, about two and a half months. And then they switch to another quarterly class so they could join art club for more art. But I'm always trying to share things like uh, One River where you could go like check out a free workshop or sign up to learn how to uh, do Procreate and and other kind of more like hands-on studio art art projects. Well, I know we're running out of time, but I want to ask, how can parents support you? What is it that you would like to see um, parents do as far as in supporting what you do with their kids on a day-to-day? Maybe a phone call? So after I say uh, a few things about how how parents could support, I'd like to throw in a few um, resources for for teachers as well as as our teachers. Um, So, I mean become involved with the PTA or if you know that teacher runs a club you could reach out and say how could I support the art club because when I host art club I'll have 40 to 60 kids in the cafeteria by myself and I haven't reached out to parents saying you know oh could you come and lend a hand um drama club I'm about to reach out because we're trying to figure out how to build sets um and I did connect with a wonderful dad who is a professional carpenter. So, um, you know, things like that. Oh, so some skills parents may have that would support what you want to do as far as uh, drama, the drama club, even the art exhibits. It would be nice if parents can donate some like brushes or something to the school because that's another way of supporting. And that's a wonderful idea. I, I like that. Do you have one last tip for us, um, for the parents or for yourself, that you want parents to take from this podcast? I would say I would address teachers and indirectly parents. So as a teacher, when you're looking over those um, IEPs, the Individualized Education Plans, um, don't be scared because some things look very like very extensive lists of, of modifications and possible behaviors on paper, and then you meet a student in person. So I guess I'm addressing especially new teachers. You meet a student in person, and it's uh, quite the opposite from how the the child might appear on paper. There's a a man named uh, Michael Linson, L-I-N-S-I-N, and he does uh, classroom management blog. So if you just Google him, he's super helpful. And for art teachers, Cassie Stevens, you look her up, C-A-S-S-I-E Stevens. Um, she's everywhere. Keep your sense of humor. Just keep your sense of humor. Have a classroom management plan. Michael Linson can help you out with that. Connect as much as possible with 
with students and help them to connect to each other. And so you can build a classroom of cooperation and, and learning together, ex- exploring. I like that. I like that. Thank you so much, Wendy, for participating in the Teachers Cubby podcast. It was a pleasure uh, meeting you. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Hopefully we can have you again. Maybe when you do an art exhibit, you can come on and show us some of your work and where you're going to be. I, I'm all about, you know, supporting our teachers and thanking them. And I thank you for your, your, your work. I thank you for what you do for children every day. Keep, keep going, keep going because we need you. <laughs> parents need you. So parents, I speak to you. If there's a teacher, um, build that relationship, have that one-on-one connection, text, maybe have a good day, you know, for the teacher, just like you would want to receive one. So I, our teachers need your support. They need your encouragement. So take a minute, take some time to support our teachers with words as well as with actions and ask them, is there some way I can help you, something I can do for you? So thank you, Wendy. This was a pleasure. Please be mindful that everything discussed in this podcast are the opinions and suggestions of our guests. It shouldn't be taken as a method that works for every student, every teacher, or organization. This is solely from my guest point of view or shared past experience with hopes that it can be used as a resource to move forward in your profession and the development of your child. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Wendy. And Tina, I turn it over to you. Back with what I promised, one question. M Squared Books created the Teacher's Cubby to have professionals come together and share information, suggestions, and tips. With that being said, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, WBornArt. And if you just look up my full name on YouTube, Wendy Born, B-O-R-N, uh, you can find my YouTube channel, which I use to make instructional videos mostly for my students, but sometimes other art teachers find them helpful. Thank you so much, Wendy and Miranda, for enlightening us with your conversation. We'll have the links to check out Wendy's social media and our resources in the episode notes. And don't forget to stop by Wendy's YouTube channel for fun and creative tutorials. Teacher's Cubby features new episodes every last Thursday of the month, so be sure to click the follow button. You can find the M Squared Books podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, our website, msquaredbooks.com, and on YouTube at Miranda Mathis. If you desire to be part of our podcast, please email mirandamathis at msquaredbooks.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Until next time, stay well and safe.